We are. The following program contains swearing right from the fucking start. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to We Don't Do Stuff. I'm Sonny Dapp. And I'm Jazz and this is our podcast about stuff we don't do, but we will eventually. So Jazz, what have we missed in Birmingham this week? Um, I've got three things nice. that we've missed. So they're kind of in keeping in with our show and kind of the things that we've done previously. Okay. So there was the... I don't know which order to go in. Shall I go in the order of the best to the worst? Oh, just or the worst to the best. Just start from the start. Okay, let's go with the one that wasn't that interesting. So there was a book party by Impractical Jokers, James Murr, in Birmingham this weekend. What? So basically, he's got a new book out, which is a science fiction book called Awakened. Oh, let's let's rewind it back here. Yeah. Do people know what who or what Impractical Jokers is? So Impractical Jokers is a group of four friends who are from America. They started up doing um, improvised comedy, had a hit TV show called Impractical Jokers. Original name is The Tend Lines, made up of Joe, Sal, Murr and uh, Quinn, Brian Quinn. Yeah. Um, from America, massively successful. We've seen them live, got a TV show and this is a book party for that was written by James Murray. So it's not a comedy, not a comedy. but it's a okay. science fiction, a science, supernatural. Science fiction book. Okay, yeah. that's and interesting. It's been co-written with this other dude who's a science fiction writer called Darren Wehmer. Okay. Wehmer. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in Birmingham. Yeah. So anyway, we missed that. Yeah. But what can you do? I'm a fan of the comedy. It'd be interesting to see them branch out to other genres. Yeah. But I'm not that think, excited. Yeah. Do you kind of think that this is kind of like a thing where... Like they've got the money to write the book, mm. so they write the book in the hope that they get a movie deal out of it. Could be. Oh, it could be you know, something they probably want to do. Oh, it could even be that you're right. They probably got the money and thinking, let's yeah. uh, let's get How let's some, get some ghost. Yeah, <laughs> let's get some ghost writers behind it. No, but I think um, uh, they probably can do loads of things like that anyway, where they can get like ghost production. That's and true. So, yeah, but yeah. I think it's probably them. Like they might have originally had these ideas to begin with. Yeah. But they probably went with the comedy thing. Probably came it's out. It's one of the strongest things, and yeah, it might it might have been the strongest thing that people wanted at the time. That's true. As and well. nobody was looking for book, yeah, a, a, a science writer. fiction book, yeah. yeah. And they um, probably had this in the pipeline to begin with. That's that's true as well. I think because um, you see that with a lot of artists, because they have to, for example, they have to sell whatever product the market wants. Yeah. In terms of music. Yeah. And then they have to take a step back and make their own music. And this yeah. reminds me of. Um, Remember Pink? Yeah. So basically, like she came into the industry and they, you know, marketed her as a, an R&B artist, hmm. or, you know, and she was doing all these songs. But then she just changed. Then she basically broke from that and went to do what she wanted to do and she became her own artist. Yeah. So that's fair enough. And what else did we miss in Birmingham? Um, also, there was a the Birmingham Honey Show. Okay. So the, you had the Birmingham's finest honeys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure this out, man. <laughs> so basically, it was a beekeeping show. Yeah. And it's called the B- B- Birmingham Honey Show, and it's in it's in its eighth year. Oh my god! And you can find out about how to do beekeeping if you want to get involved. Um, you can meet local beekeepers, and you can learn about different types of bees, and learn about other bee-related products. Bastards. 
Why? Exploiting bees. <laughs> the exploitation of bees. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking the Yeah. But no. So okay. The reason it links in with our show is because we went to a vegan festival. Yeah. Where the woman said to me that this is a alternative to honey. Yeah. So it's a vegan alternative to honey, and I was like, a, a vegan alternative. Why do you need a vegan alternative? And she was saying that basically, what you said. Which is when when humans are exploiting bees for their honey, which is which kind of makes sense though. Like it takes ages for bees to actually make honey. Yeah. Like their bees have got like I think I must have mentioned in the podcast and they got like you have. four bellies or something. Yeah. Like that. But yeah, okay. So that. So anyway, you could have learned about it. It sounded quite interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't heard of this Birmingham Honey Show, and it's in its eighth year. That's true, you know. Mm. Anyway, and the final thing. Yeah. Because I hear that you have some rhythm, Sunny. Apparently no. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> any, 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 whatever you heard from my, about my rhythm is completely false. The truth <laughs> is, I have no rhythm. So you're not a very good dancer, apparently. But according to a day, Henry, I'm drum prof. Yep. Which is UK's the UK's first ethnically diverse improvisational theatre company. Okay, so there's a salsa night every Wednesday. And it's at eight to late. What is this? And you can, well, basically, I'll tell you where it is in a minute, but it's in like a weird place. So you can learn to salsa mm. and there's an after party as well. It's a friendly night mm. and it's great if you haven't tried it before. And it's good if you're a beginner and it's a great way to make new friends. And this was really confused me with where it was. It's in Land Rover Sports and Social Club in Solihull. Have you ever heard of that? For some reason though, I'm thinking... Okay. Don't you mean Sully Oak? No, Sully Hill. As in Soily Hill. As in near the, near the airport. No. Sully Sully Hill. Okay. So basically now you're gonna now I'm gonna tell you what Sully Hill is. So yeah, Sully okay. Hill yeah, okay. people get confused yeah. that it's a part of Birmingham. Is it but not? It's actually not. It's one it's a separate town and it's actually one of the uh, UK's most affluent towns outside of London. And the reason it's called Solly Hall ah. is because one of the first buildings which was built, which is a church, was built on top of a soily hill. Really? Yeah. Wow. Some facts right there. But anyway, it's in Solly Hall, not Sully Oak. I have zero facts about Sully Oak because I haven't checked the Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, Sully Oak is um I've got I can't even make up facts and it's the third largest town in Europe. Is it? No, it's not. It's just making stuff up, man. You're just making facts up. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't actually genuinely need a fact for Sully, Sully Oak, do we? No. I always get the two confused, man. Sully Hall, Sully Oak. Um, Sully Oak's probably not affluent. But anyway, um, uh, that's quite an interesting yeah, night, regular miss- night. But the thing is that, would you... Because obviously, you're, you're saying that you, you need to get a bit of rhythm. Yeah, okay, yeah. And a bit of vibes. But would you... If you didn't have... If you, want, if you already had rhythm, would you go to these? It might be fun though to check out. Like, would you want a stranger in your personal space? Is what I'm getting at. Okay, okay. It depends. Yeah. It depends how uh, how, how like... the stranger looks like. <laughs> Truth be told, doesn't it? I mean, that's what most people most people probably wouldn't mind. But I don't know. Yeah, it depends how it depends how the stranger looks like. If I turn up there and it's an yeah. <laughs> no, but the stranger could be anyone. Think about it. The people who are going to be at these events, yeah. They've got no people. rhythm. <laughs> they either got no rhythm or they are 
there might be single people single ready to mingle yeah yeah or there might be like people who like Oh, I was going to say there might be weird old days yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay so I'll see what you're getting at so they're either going to be people that got no rhythm people that are single and people that like me innit no weirdos yeah why don't you just say man why don't you or, say <laughs> it's people who have come there for bodily contact oh my god <laughs> because they haven't had any interaction if we apply that to every social thing that is weird innit that is weird. But that, to be honest with you, though, I did. I do feel like there's some classes that I do attend, acting classes, um, and you do kind of feel that like that's what sometimes some people go for. Not not in terms of the social aspect of it. Yeah. But the whole like the interaction. Yeah. If, if that's the right word. Engagement with people and like. Yeah. And in, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's kind of weird. Isn't it? I never thought of it like that. Here's some. But anyway, what we could be making up in it. So basically, what if you went. Actually, you know what? Brent, I'll say off, what off podcast. Say. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what I was gonna say was yeah. basically that what like what if you was dancing with someone who literally just wanted a hug? <laughs> That's true. You know, I'd rather just I'd rather just them be honest with me and say, let's just, Can I just, just hug just it hug. out. Can we just hug it out? That's what it is, man. I think people need to hug more, but it's kind of weird. Though. Now that I said this, don't go and hug a stranger. Okay. Because you don't know what could happen. You could yeah. get arrested. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I think I would go to these sales classes, but not at the moment. Yeah. One, because I don't have time. And <laughs> yeah. two, you can't go because it's on Wednesdays. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because yeah. so. you're doing that other social thing <laughs> where you try to interact with people. <laughs> <laughs> We're on about more rehearsals. Your rehearsals, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, man. I don't think, I don't know, man. I don't think for some reason, um, actually, yeah. Okay, it's in Solly Hall and you said it's like one of Europe's affluent areas, isn't it? UK's. UK's affluent, affluent areas. Might be worth checking out, man. It might be, yeah. You might meet someone affluent. I'm posh. All anyway, right. that's the three things that we missed. Okay, cool, man. So, because we haven't missed loads and we haven't done loads, I have a small new section, unless you want to talk about anything in particular. Uh, no, you might as well, you might as well bounce off. Okay, so basically, I was thinking that should we have a new little section about social media? Cool. Okay, but, so there's some stuff trending on social media. Yeah. And like these things, we are definitely one hundred percent gonna miss. Yeah. So, have you been watching X Factor? Of course not. Yeah. However, I did. Oh, I don't want to change the the tone of the thingy, but I just read a a uh, a Instagram post hmm. that um somebody said you know like they normally used to watch X Factor and it, you know it reminded them of um his his missus. Yeah. She uh, she recently like not recently she passed away six months ago hmm. and I thought that was a bit. Like that was kind of like it was quite um, emotional reading that because he was talking about how you don't realize that you know doing little things like sitting down with loved ones and watching TV is you're still connecting, you're still chilling out with each other, mm. it? So I haven't been watching it, but I can see, yeah, that's that's proper emotional, man. That's like <laughs> that's brought it down. Brought it down. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Okay, no, so basically, I'm not watching X Factor because so- it's shit. Yeah, so X Factor's out, which basically means that it's the start of Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, no, man. So this is like Fucking the hell. the run Sorry. up to Christmas now, isn't it? It is, man. It's like yeah. you know, all all guns are blazing. That not not literally. Um, it's like saving your money. Yeah. Trying to figure out who you're gonna get for Secret Santa. Yeah. Trying to figure out if you're gonna what you're gonna buy for everyone. For me, it's whose Christmas parties I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I signed up for talking. I don't know why we're talking about Christmas now. You know, but anyway, build build run up to Christmas. I. Um, a few months ago, well, during, during the Christmas period, we signed up back. We were talking about the Christmas party, 
and our work lots decided to go back to that same one in the NEC. The NEC. Yeah. And I was like, yay! And I don't know why. I don't know why I've decided to go back to it. I think, oh, because you didn't like it the first time. Yeah. Just, I think just... I'm just going to wait for someone to drop out <laughs> so I can come along to your guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was... but the... Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's one Christmas party. But anyway, talk about X Factor. So yes. obviously we're not going to watch it. Of course not. But sometimes it is good watching the the really bad people. The auditions. Yeah, the auditions. So like they're sometimes funny. Yeah. But generally, I don't watch it. Another but thing that we tend... Sorry. I think with um, what's happening with X Factor now, I think everyone's getting used to the whole stick of it now. They're getting used to the whole, okay, this one person's going to come on. They think they're really good. They're going to be terrible. You kind of you, you kind of can pick up the, the type of characters. Yeah. This one person's going to come on and they, they, you know, they look weird and they've got a bit of a weird knack. Yeah. But they're going to be amazing. Yeah. And, you know, you got you know, you got one... Oh, God, it's... It's even even it's got to a point now where reality TV has become predictable. Yeah, and it's cliches and it? exactly yeah. yeah, and that's another thing as well, man. It's like you know they got people telling you sub story and after sub story, mm. and some of it you kind of feel like okay, how not okay how not, not how real is this, but you know how much of a sub story he's like he's building it for the cameras, man. Like I God. think like with that um, reality TV, I think the whole premise for me has gone boring. Yeah, because you see reality tv like we're in touch with other people's lives literally through social media yeah and like you can see what's going on halfway across the world like i think i know more about what's going on in america yeah just literally through social media because we don't watch any news channels yeah and uh literally we find out everything we need to know or even don't want to know through yeah. twitter and social media don't we okay so what else are we missing from the world so talking about not being involved with uh watching uh, British programs. Have you been watching Celebrity Big Brother, or would you watch it? Uh, I haven't been watching it, but again through social media, they were talking about this um, one lady who was uh, was it Roxanne something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was basically um, she made some allegations against someone. You know, then she it turns out they weren't true or something like that, yeah. and then she left. But it's yeah. I think I saw that. So basically, there was some woman. What did yeah. I say her name? Roxanne. 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 Yeah, yeah. So this lady Roxanne. She, I think she's an actress yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she does theatre or something. Yeah, she does so, film, not TV and theatre, yeah. Yeah, so basically what she did was she made an allegation that she, that was one of the other housemates. Yeah. I don't know who he was. He punched her in the face, is what she said. But when they're watching the footage, they can't find any of that happening. And they couldn't find anything. And some of the housemates are saying it's not true. Yeah. And the guy who was accused of it, he was he was a bit of a boisterous looking dude as well to be honest okay. like you could see like he was there like play fighting and doing this kind of yeah. stuff with her and whatever and she probably just got pissed up but apparently reading through social media so it's not true might not be accurate but yeah. like what i've read is that other people other male um uh, actors, actors who have worked yeah. with her have said that they've been accused of the exact same thing by her using the exact same wording and she said it's happened in the exact same way and like two other people have come forward and said yeah. that she also accused us of this happening. Do you know what I mean? And it's a it's a very dangerous um, yeah. thing you're sending us out because you know it's even though it's very rare where um, you know allegations like this are, are proven false. But that's what I'm trying to say. It's still. I think basically what it does is yeah, like the people when the real allegations of um, domestic abuse or yeah. violence or whatever, like this kind of stuff undermines it. Yeah. So, anyway, 
This is what I'm saying about social media. Like we don't even we don't even watch Big Brother when we know what's going on. But this is it. Like it's yeah. like everyone, the whole collective is watching it. I'll tell you what. Another thing I've seen on social media is well, which pissed a lot of um, um, actors and creatives off as well. So basically, somebody must have went to a grocery store in um, America hmm. and they see this uh, this actor. Well, I can't remember his name now. Actor working in 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 one of the stores. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, there's this professional actor and he's working in a grocery store. Okay, yeah, so and, well, and yeah. you're like, is this someone from the Crosby Show? Yeah, like from the yeah, yeah. the Crosby Show. And I should know the reason, name man, because I was really retweeting all these the the things. And then they start basically Fox News is there making a non-story at uh, that there's an actor who's working an honest living, working two jobs yeah. to support his his life, to support his family, and to support you know to pay the bills. And that's yeah. on that's every creator that I know does that yeah you know we we all work two jobs yeah because obviously the acting stuff isn't always constant yeah you know any in any most of creative jobs you know people I know like I know writers who have worked as cleaners hmm. like people don't realize that actors and or creatives and even normal working day people so like if you got a family to support you got bills to pay and your one job isn't paying you enough then you got to move in to do something else. Yeah. You know, normal people, man. Like, I remember once um, I met, like, a driver who was um, basically in London. He was, he was taking me to a shoot. And the guy was, like, the guy was a massive man, built like a brick shit house. And, you know, he was there. He, looked, he basically looked like a hitman, so he could have yeah. three jobs. <laughs> so yeah. I'm there chatting to him. And he was like, yeah, I do this. I do the driving stuff as well. And I also... Um, I also as a I work as a bouncer as well. Hmm. So imagine this one. And the guy's like, you know, he's, he's you know, he's uh, in London working two jobs. Yeah. Two jobs, you know. And I'm thinking like people. But do I it, think man. like a lot of creative people work two jobs because like obviously yeah, we used to know a few people back in the day from the um, uh, UK. Bongrasin, yeah. yeah. And um, we used to know people who used to work just regular jobs. Yeah. And I remember like one guy came down, and he was uh, fitting our kitchen. Yeah, and we were listening to a song on the radio, and he said, "Oh, this is my song." Yeah, and we assumed that he meant, "Oh, this is my song that yeah. I vibe to or I jam to," but it turned out it actually was his song. And his song yeah. that he pro- he had his the song on it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So this is what I mean. Like people do like double jobs or whatever, but I think the, the people problem is doing that, it. Um, I think in general, for people who are performers, like for any artists or yeah. Not performers, sorry. Any artists is underpaid, aren't they? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So people always assume that the person should do it for free. Yeah. Because... They've got the passion yeah. for it. But somebody was saying that if you think that artists and uh, creative people should be paid less, try to live a month without listening to any music, yeah. reading any books, reading nothing... Or watching any TV watching shows. Watching any TV and not listen to any podcasts or iPod or anything like that yeah. and see how far you get in life mm. and how much how, how insane you will feel mm. like you know not having these it's 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 crazy because like um, when you you do need these things like you do need art and you do need all these things to help you de-stress in life yeah. you know when when people are bored they like listen to music or they listen to a podcast or listen to something yeah um, but you're right it's, it's messed up and it does come from that thing where it's underpaid they need to be paid more and a lot of people underpaid in jobs, man. Like, yeah. even though like we we enjoy going to Cine World, apparently the workers there are not paid as much as they should be. In term, they are paid a legal minimum wage. Yeah, but there's I not a living people, wage. That's what everyone's trying to get to now, saying, look, pay the living wage. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably why people have two jobs. 
Yeah. Because like the minimum wage is not a living wage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like they were saying, the idea was that you know the living wage or the minimum wage was set up so people could work those jobs and still you know get money to get on property ladder still safe from it yeah you know it just helps to cover that mm. but it became something else you got people that are turning over profit full-on profit um in these massive corp, corp organizations and corporations but still are not paying the frontline frontline stuff and it's messed this up. sounds really political the podcast. it's it is what it is but okay the name of the actor who was being shamed for working an honest job or two honest jobs was the um, jeffrey jeffrey owens owens yeah, and he was on the Crosby show. Yeah, he was on the Crosby show. But anyway, show. the thing is that who's going to employ him now? Do you know what I mean? Like, what? is there anything going for yeah, him? Well, he's he's already. I mean, I mean as a as an no, actor. like you know, like what is going on where like every or everyone who's an actor yeah will always be in something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, no, I know what you mean. You, okay, like you know, like people have the the phases, don't they? Like they have yeah. projects that are in place. I think he was recently on something as well. You know, so this yeah. is a crazy thing. So I think what the what. What other thing that people have um, pissed off about as well is that they're saying, "Look, this guy's a, a jobbing actor. Like he's still yeah. working as an actor, hmm. but obviously, like you know, he's you know, people saying that he's uh, he's working in New Jersey because he's supporting his mom. Yeah. So he's got, you know, even though like people, anyway, so what if he is? Yeah. Like people yeah. do. The worst thing is like you know, Daniel Day Lewis goes and works a, a year as a cobbler to learn how to make shoes, and people are like, wow, he's so humbled. You know, people go and do different jobs, man. You know, as um. It's it's wicked when you are doing your creative stuff, but sometimes you need to get that real life experience. Yeah, you know what I mean. So mm. I think um, yeah, no fair play to him and everyone on Twitter stuck up for him as well. And uh, people people at Fox News need to get some better news stories. Exactly. And it, what else? But anyway, bringing it back to the UK, yeah. the other thing that's been going on is the Great British Bake Off. Oh yeah. So that started, and I don't think I've ever watched it. I don't. I I haven't watched it, but then I was watching it on Netflix. Yeah. And then I was thinking. What's the, where's the hype? But you know what the thing is, yeah, that we watched like Zumbo's cakes, yeah, 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 and we watched um, uh, Sugar Rush, Sugar Rush, and all the stuff, and like some other stuff, and we do yeah, like watching it. these yeah, yeah. programs where they make cakes and stuff, yeah. But for some reason, I've never been into the British, the British, British Same, yeah. I think for coffee. me, it's not um the the great thing with all those shows that you mentioned before, like the American shows, like Zumbo's, the Australian, um, it's got like it's kind of stylized, isn't it? It's kind of like flashy, and it's like yeah. You know, really f- fantastical of uh, mm. you know, it's got something about it, and I think that's what appeals to us. Whereas Great British Bake Off's always been like, um, no offense to like Mary Berry or Paul Hollywood, it always feels like it's like you know, you know, in a tent in a garden, and it's like yeah, it's just I, it's, for some reason doesn't connect with me. Like I just yeah, I don't relate to it either. Yeah. Okay, and the final thing we said that it's not a political podcast, but yeah. did you hear about this Sadiq Khan blimp? So Sadiq Khan, if you don't know. He is the mayor of London. The mayor of London, and like who's like we we know who the mayor of Birmingham is, right? Uh, well, okay, you got Something's... two now. You got so you got uh, Andy Street, who's like the West Midlands mayor. Yeah, and then I don't know who the actual mayor of Birmingham is. I know was it Sybil Spence at one point. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. How does every town? in UK have a mayor yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the, assuming they do the they? mayor of Sheffield's this, uh, this next dude man he's like he's a cool guy man he's like he's wearing like sports clothes yeah. and all that I know I what you mean but name. I think the point I'm getting at is yeah. that basically the mayor of London he's a bit overhyped but is that because he's the mayor of the capital city yeah or is it because he's Asian no it's because he's Muslim oh, okay yeah, yeah. yeah I think it could be a combination of both yeah I think um 
the fact that okay he's the mayor of a of, of a major city and the fact that he's muslim and then for some reason you know everyone's there looking at what he's doing and yeah. critiquing it five times as hard when when when, when boris johnson was mayor no one you know yeah. no one was like a lot of the stuff was yeah practically the same wasn't yeah, it yeah practically yeah. the same um possibly even you know brushed under the rug and the media wasn't really reporting it yeah now you know you got a muslim man who's the mayor of london and now it's all uh oh no there's okay so we can't talk about what's happened previously because i don't really know what's going on over yeah. there but this is how ridiculous the attacks on this dude are yeah so basically there over the weekend there was a Sadiq Khan balloon or a blimp yeah. that somebody made. And I think they spent like 60k on making it yeah. to prove a point about free speech. Yeah. And so they said to the mayor of London that, oh, we're going to fly this blimp over London. Yeah. And he said, yeah, it's fine. Like you can do it because if you want to do it, do it. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not bothered. And basically what they did was they dressed him up in a yellow bikini yeah and they were saying that that was in retaliation to him banning that post did you remember are you beach body ready yeah are you beach body ready yeah which is basically a lot of people complained about it saying it was body shaming yeah um uh, like fat people wasn't it it or was yeah people? because he was saying that you know you can only go and enjoy the beach, beach. if you're if you're this particular body yeah. shape and the the crazy thing is though that has that image has been um you know has been drilled into our heads since by TV and films always yeah, yeah. Like putting that image into our heads mm. about oh when did you, you know as soon as they show the beach shots yeah. only only when okay in films when they show the beach shots it's everyone's looking all glamorous yeah. you know yeah, even like stuff like Baywatch as well and but you know what you're saying that even yeah. kids cartoons like we uh, there was someone on TV today yeah and uh, there was like a skinny kid and like a fat kid yeah and when the kid became the hero and he was empowered with the power who do you think got the power to be the hero skinny kid the skinny kid obviously yeah, yeah. and like the 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 fat kid is always seen as the, the, com- the comedic, comedic side, yeah. sidekick yeah yeah so it's it's okay so so we're talking about um yeah so that i'm, I'm kind of happy that that poster got banned you know um are you beach body ready but i also feel that as if that that was a the the issues are still around though. Yeah. Like even though that like, they said, oh, okay, we're gonna attack that poster or we're gonna yeah. take that poster off, the issues are still around and I feel like these things seem to happen in waves. Yeah. And obviously it's hard to keep up that consistency. Yeah. But I think, you know, we've seen this everywhere. It's it's that's literally just a tip of the iceberg and yeah. it needs to continue if we're gonna But at the same it. time I don't think people should be unhealthy. You know, you're right. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that people people should be as healthy as they can be. Mm. Is what I think. Well, it's it is tough though because we are now. You know, it's it's easier and more more cheaper to go and buy unhealthy foods. Yeah. Now, if the government switched it around and said, "Look, you know what? I know I know people can say you can go to Lidl and get cheap vegetables and all that. That's what we do. Because you can go to Lidl yeah, and get exactly, cheap vegetables. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough one. But anyway, this is getting. Okay, so basically, the Sadiq Khan blimp. Yeah. So they made the blimp because they wanted to show something about free speech. And yeah. they were hoping that Sadiq Khan said they can't do it. He said, I'm not bothered. <laughs> yeah, he said... And the reason it was um, an issue was because a few weeks before that, when Donald, the, Trump. Donald Trump came over, 
um, there was a Trump baby blimp, yeah, which they flew over um, London when he was around, and it caused a lot of media storm around it. But the issue was that I, th- I think they were both a bit dumb. Like it's a bit of waste of money, and it's sixty k. Yeah, but it's like one. It's like why why would it's like copying a joke in it. Yeah. It's like saying that, oh, because you did that, we're going to do this. Yeah. But then you're picking a target which really doesn't equate to the person who the other people were mocking, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like you're comparing Donald Trump to, so you're comparing a president yeah. to a mayor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if you look at the the things, so obviously Donald Trump's got a lot to answer for. And that's even before, before he came president. Yeah. He's got a lot to answer for in terms of the way he's, you know, his history and the things that he's done and things he's been accused of and you've got you know I think the crazy thing is though so this group of people that said oh well you've threw you you know flew a, a Donald Trump blimp baby yeah. blimp and we're gonna do that so it's kind of like the kids kids yeah, yeah like, literally like it just kind of showed that yeah. the people who got offended by these snowflakes that got offended by the Donald Trump yeah um, uh, baby blimp were just literally kids and yeah. then to reality in retaliation they had to do something like that and then incorporate something else into it but really what they wanted to do was to me it looks like that they wanted to have Sadiq Khan uh, dressed up in a bikini because they wanted to um, I don't know deep or, or f- feminize, feminize him. him and therefore by feminizing him depowering his masculinity but the fact that he just turned around and said you know what and he, he said this all in the court he said I don't mind if people want to spend their Saturday mornings looking at me in a bikini yeah <laughs> there's much better things you could do but if yeah. you want to do that that's fine with me like, and the other thing that I thought was quite funny about that blimp as well yeah they made it look sexy man that's <laughs> <laughs> weird <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> well, they, they literally made it yeah. look slim and petite <laughs> and they they, they, yeah. they made it look like it was like it was meant to be attractive. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what someone's gonna do with that blimp afterwards. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that it's managed to fly out of the yeah. atmosphere and into the depths of space for its anyway, own safety. But so yeah. do you think that's a good section to have? I think that was interesting, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So just what's trending on social media. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what we did. What did we do? I don't know. You was making show notes. For I was ages. making show notes, but okay, literally, um, gym updates. So I'm in my final week of my catch to five k. Um, challenge yeah so it's week nine i got two more runs left and it's it's been wicked now i definitely recommend the app uh, thank you for recommending me as well jazz and it's been definitely changed to yeah my running ability as well um, and you know like we we don't we don't normally i don't normally like shaming people at the gym yeah okay. because obviously the people are there at the gym well they're, they're, they're trying to, work, yeah, to yeah. like work out so would you okay get what they want to do yeah yeah but there's this guy who we always see running and he is obviously not well, he's used prob- to running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to run. He's not yeah, used yeah. to running. And it's almost like he's like power walking. Yeah, yeah. He's like power walking, walking, sprinting. And then he's like holding onto the machine like he's, he's got it on too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the other day, like I was running and like he was in front of me and I was watching yeah. him running. And I was saying to you that my run was fine, but the way he was running was really putting me off. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't because he's stupid or whatever. Yeah. I felt like saying to him, look, man, like giving him the advice. Take some but tips at the same it. time. Yeah. I hate it when people give me advice at the yeah. gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I think, yeah. So it's like a really like, I was in a, I was in a situation where I was thinking like, do you say to the guy, 
look, here's this app called Couch to 5K. Yeah. Follow that. This will help you improve your running. Yeah. Slow down on your running because obviously it's too fast. That's why you're holding onto the machine. Yeah. And literally run properly. Yeah. And then I was even looking at his running shoes and they were like, his feet were... Um, they were bent. What was that thing called now? I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay, so you got like... They're, pro, they're pronating. Pronating, yeah, 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 okay. So, um, uh, so I was thinking that the guy just needs like some good running shoes. But this is the issue with like when you're at the gym and you see things people doing wrong. Like sometimes yeah. you just have to leave it because you don't know whether that person would appreciate yeah. you giving them a And this, this makes me also think because oh, when I'm doing some of my weight routine as well. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh my God, am I... Am I first of all, am I doing it right for myself? Yeah. And then I'm thinking, and if I was doing it wrong, would anyone tell would you? anyone come around and say, "Excuse me," because it's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I see where you're coming from. Though. That was a bit of a predicament. Yeah. But I mean, like, if I think next time I'm at the gym, I'm gonna try not to run near him because I think that subconsciously puts me off because I feel like that. You need to you stop and tell him. Stop and tell him and say, "Look, mate. Yeah. You know, just follow this up because it it, it is yeah. it is it has been really good, man. I'm definitely gonna recommend it to like a few people as well." because um, yeah. I know a few people that try to get back into running and stuff hmm. um, I finally I said what I was going to do last week as well I went onto the Watt bike and um, yeah that was I literally just don't about five minutes if it was good though that you know what Watt bike was something that was used for professional um, like uh, cyclists, yeah, cyclists yeah. yeah and like I think the military using it as well but fucking hell it was it was tough man it was tough but it was good I'm trying to get back into that as well yeah so that was good other than that, man, literally just um, not much. What have you been up to? Well, basically, it was um, uh, on Saturday, I think, or Sunday. It was International Beard Day or World Beard Day. Yeah. Actually, if it's International Beard Day, it's the same as World Beard Day, isn't it? It depends how they market it, man. Yeah. So, so I think there's two hashtags going around, International yeah. Beard Day and World Beard Day. And to celebrate World Beard Day, I went and got my beard cut down. <laughs> yeah. So I've literally got rid of my long... Hipster beard. Hipster beard. Or because you're brown. Yeah. It was a religious beard. Yeah. And I think like I think it's almost been a year now. Or it has okay. been a year since I've had I started to grow my beard. And uh, it's been like a reasonable length most of the time. But I think I, the whole time that I had the beard, literally only one person thought or said it was a hipster beard. Yeah. Whereas everyone else just thought it was a religious beard. Yeah. And a lot of the time I felt like a bit awkward having a long beard because I felt that people were like um, judging me or I mean, like not talking prejudice. to me or like, yeah, which is really weird, you know, like, you know, like people just wouldn't like look at me in the face <laughs> and talk to me Yeah, to the point. I think even my own mom wouldn't look at me <laughs> in my own face and talk to me. So when I got beard. my beard cut, yeah, she was like, what have you done to your eyes? <laughs> Because yeah, she couldn't tell that. Like she's trying to, she must have like always not looked at my beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I've got to celebrate that day. I cut my beard, and it's shorter now. It looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Man, looks better. Yeah, it looks it looks better, doesn't and it? it? I think growing it longer. I feel actually... bad for giving you that advice of growing a beard. It wasn't advice. It was a challenge, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? Yeah. All right. Okay. And also like. Uh, yeah. suggested about growing a moustache for Movember <laughs> yeah. I was like not taking any beard or facial related advice nah, hopefully that you. should sort it out man what, what have I been doing I, I've been listening to some music but I'll get back to that because that will link into something else um, and other than that man just uh, yeah just 
just watching some Netflix and that. But you must go go with what you got. I think the only thing I got is Happy Time Murders. Let's let's go with that. Let's go with that. You want to talk about Happy Time Murders? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, so Happy Time Murders is a movie is by it by Brian Henson. Yeah, so he's the son of famous puppeteer Jim Henson. Jim Henson and Jim Henson does all the Sesame Street, does the Muppets. Yeah, and this comes under a um, a different studio of uh, known as uh, Henson Alternative, Alternative. And yeah, which is supposed to be dealing with that. It's the new adults comedy sector, sector or, yeah. or department for um, for movies. Let me see what they how they put it. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't give me dead space, any. I'm not giving you dead space. Sorry. So what? What did they give? I think that's it. I think that more or less covered it. So what? What was the? What was the movie? Wait, are we going to do it as a spoiler-free review or a spoiler? I think we should do review. a spoiler-free because you know what? Yeah. Some people, some people had opinions that were different to ours mm. about this movie. Yeah. So why not do it as a spoiler-free review? And some people may, because at the end, comedy is subjective. Okay, I find what he says. Okay, he says the release marks the film debut of Henson Alternative. Yeah. A banner of the Jim Henson company that specializes in adult content. Okay. And I think the reason I wanted to read that quote out to you because we'll talk about it later, but I don't see puppets as being adult. They could be, right? But that's like trying to say that cartoons yeah. or animations are not adults. Which which it, it which it is or it can be. But it's a different format, isn't it? Yeah. That's what this is what um on your topic about puppets, I mean, I, I see, I see, I see what you said, and obviously you can figure yeah. out that it's, it's, it's a medium, isn't it? Animation yeah. is a medium. Animation isn't um, a genre, you know. Mm. I kind of um, animation which is targeted towards kids, or you yeah. have stuff that's like, now some of the stuff that we watch is basically adult animation with human, not with adult themes. Yeah, that actually, but, actually uh, sounds wrong. Isn't it? Yeah, but I think basically it's not what, porn. Yeah, basically what I'm trying to get at is that. That they literally set up a side company called Henson Alternative. But they had to, in it because of the field yeah. that they're in. But the thing, the thing is that, like, it's like I, I get what they're trying to do, but would you set up a whole company for something that hasn't been tried or tested well, in think, movies properly? Okay, this is it now. Like, the whole idea was that it's kind of that thing where, like, we're gonna build a universe. Yeah. With this is the name of the universe. But get get one right. Get one right, yeah. And then think, you know what? Okay, you know, guys, this is actually working out to be a pretty yeah um, lucrative or a pretty interesting path. Hmm. Not just here's the logo, because yeah. once here's the logo, and you ain't even tried to test it, yeah, that is straight up saying things could go wrong. Things. It's could like mess when up. you used to be like in uh, school or um, college, yeah. and you used to have like a wicked business idea, yeah. But you used to spend months on the name. Yeah. And the logo. Yeah. But not even thinking about how you're gonna make money. Business what are you gonna do with it? Um <laughs> Does that Yeah. Yeah. I can think of so many times where I thought of like wicked Like Tiger Records you were thinking yeah, of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I thought of like so many like wicked stuff and in the end I never really thought through anything about like how he was gonna make money from it. Well you think about that? it, you gotta remember as well is that YouTube started off and they never had a business plan of how they're gonna make money. Yeah. That was just you know, we were just gonna share a place where people want to share videos mm. but anyway okay so happy time murders let's rewind it back yeah. to what okay is it about so they're happy time murders yeah this one actually does have a thing there okay more like the crappy time murders oh that's a bit harsh <laughs> anyway so it's had bad reviews yeah 
I think it's about like 2% or something on... Uh, oh man, that's... Not 2%, about 20%, sorry. That's still that's still a bit harsh though, considering... I don't know, man. Okay, so what's the film so about? So it's got 23% on... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And it's got about 5 on Internet Movie Database. Okay. And I think that's well-deserved. Not gonna lie. So rather than um, uh, just review it and diss on the film... Yeah. I'm gonna review it with puns... And you have to spot the puns. Okay. Okay. And to give you an idea that the puns coming, I'm going to raise my hand. Because okay. I know that you're going to miss them. Okay, so. Happy Time Murders. Which was a movie about a 90s or 80s show. Yeah. Called The Happy Time Show or something like that. Yeah. And the cast members from that crew were getting killed, basically. Yeah. One at a time. And uh, there was a one of the guys was a ex-cop who was trying to investigate it yeah and that was uh what was that dude's name now i can't remember who it was i can't remember his name either like i literally forgot about detective, this detective detective phil phillips phil phillips okay. yeah so anyway i felt ha <laughs> that was a pun I, I had to raise my hand and sonny had to laugh okay basically so basically i thought the material in the film Okay, that's, maybe, that's, that's maybe I should good. stop. I yeah, pause. Yeah, yeah, and don't, yeah. don't raise your hands because I, I think I can get some of these. Okay, so basically, the I felt that the material was not good. And not good. No, that's that wasn't the. Oh, point. Okay, was not okay. And I thought a lot of the scenes in the whole film were stitched together. Oh, okay, cool. And it was just every time, like you wanted some good comedy, it was just stuffed with another puppet. <laughs> and the main guy yeah you know Phil Phillips I just felt that like most of the film he was just like an angry cop who was just annoyed for no reason like somebody okay. had their hand up his ass <laughs> <laughs> that's my best one. <laughs> oh man so anyway throughout the whole film yeah I thought the character was wrong for Phil Phillips the detective like he seemed too grumpy and mopey and like what people would be in real life yeah and like you wanted the um, uh, there's, there's no puns now so don't listen out for them so basically there was like you wanted the the puppets or I was going to say the Muppets you wanted the puppets to be the main stars of the show yeah and you wanted them to be stand out and the fact that we couldn't remember the guy's name yeah is really bad isn't it I th- and like the best people were like the uh, the human so Melissa McCarthy yeah. and um, what's the other lady's name uh, I'm going to remember it soon um, I think it's R. Does it R? R. R. Trump, Maya. 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 No, no, Maya. Okay, what's the name? Maya. Maya. No. Yeah, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. That's what yeah. it was, isn't it? Yeah, I knew it was that. So okay, um, so this if this film came out way before Avenue Q, way before the Bronx Bunny Show. So Avenue Q is a theatre show. Yeah. Where they use puppets and the puppets are swearing. But the puppets everything. are like. Yeah, they They're are like semi-human personalities. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's quite a good show. You should go and watch, definitely go and watch Avenue Q. Avenue Q. So it. this is so this kind of felt like you know they must have had this idea ages ago to do Happy Time Murders. Yeah, it took a while for it to come yeah. through because some they were like pulling the strings together. <laughs> uh, Someone was there pulling the strings. Okay, so it felt it. Okay, so we we watched the film and I personally well, I didn't like it. I didn't yeah. like it because it just. It just didn't hit me in, ter- in terms of comedy. Now, I feel bad now. Obviously, as a creative, 
and you know obviously I can say okay this wasn't good and it was good because he never had enough jokes in it fair enough yeah but I'll tell you what to me felt like yeah it felt like that the puppeteers thought to themselves that wouldn't it be funny if these puppets were swearing and you probably could imagine that when they were doing their normal Jim Henderson stuff yeah yeah that they might have been swearing as the puppets for yeah. a laugh. And that must have been... Yeah. So it could, it could have felt like this could have been a sketch or a short or a, or a sketch yeah. for about five minutes yeah. and it would have been funny. Or if this was like a Netflix or a YouTube series yeah. where it's like literally like, you know, the Happy Time Murders and you see 10 minutes of like yeah. something random or stupid, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it felt like, you know, like the, the, only, the only creative thing was the people who were doing the puppeteering yeah. and there was no creativity like they, in terms of the writing. Yeah. The um uh, having a unique factor in the film. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. And um, so you know, I feel like, like all the craft went yeah. into the puppeteering. Yeah. And like they must have. Yeah. It felt like that the writers could use a hand. Aha. <laughs> okay. That's all um, my puns done now. That's all your puns done, yeah. Yeah. I can't even think of one, man. Okay, <laughs> that's all your puns done. I just feel like, um, I just feel like look, I don't want to go too hard and like this in this film because I've seen someone could go and watch this film and they'll probably like it. Basically, yeah, the film. If you, I wouldn't go and watch it in the cinema because I thought obviously like cinema tickets and stuff are expensive. Yeah. So like if you go in out for it, yeah. a night out, yeah, and you go in and you're going to spend your time, and you want to watch a film, there's other films out there that are better. Yeah, I mean, that's, and this film, it's like I don't like who is it even? I can't. I'm not even who, like I can't recommend it. I can't watch it again. That's nah. that's and obviously that says a lot about the film. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I just it's a dying art form, man. Puppeteering because everything's becoming CGI. It's a good art form as well. Like you know, it's got such a amazing history behind it, hmm. and not just this company, but you know, puppeteering in general. In general, yeah. You know, but I mean, back- like they use like um, puppets and animatronics, which is obviously a more form advanced of, form of puppeteering. Uh, yeah, they use that in like um, Jurassic Park and yeah. Star Wars, and you know, like when when they use puppets. It's and amazing. They, they do well. They, like you know, it's very like. It's it seems a lot better on film, doesn't it? It does. I yeah. think. Um, I mean, this obviously had aspects of like it kind of felt like obviously uh, who framed Roger Rabbit as well. Yeah. Where you got that cop, and it feel like it's kind of reversed here, isn't it? You had a yeah. a cop in in Roger Rabbit. You got the human cop Bob Hoskins, who's you know very serious, and he's in like a real, in a in, a, in like a real life situation. Then he goes into the world of. Um, cartoons and I felt like Happy Time Murders didn't really take it all the way there they kind of just stopped halfway yeah um, just thought okay this will be enough and but I, yeah I just yeah I don't I, I don't want to get into like this in it yeah so I think Who Framed Robert Roger Rabbit like you mentioned it that's why like, that was a film made in 1988 and that had like live action and animated yeah um, uh, film alongside um, uh, like uh, really really popular actors and I think like even back in the day you had like 98% Oh, it's got, it, like, it was wicked it was like yeah. the whole thing like it was so iconic like you yeah. got Jessica Rabbit you got you know scenes with like da- uh, Daffy Duck and Donald Duck you got hmm. so many things that's happening there you know people like Warner Brothers and Disney were appearing on the same screen at the same time this Happy Time Murders just wasn't it was it was a letdown to be honest yeah. with you, because I think I think it's a good idea executed very badly yeah yeah and I think and I think that that concludes the review for Happy Time Murders but yeah off the back of this I was thinking about because I was also I was thinking about critiquing this like movie or like not even critiquing it just giving my um my uh, views on it and then on well last week or just a couple of days ago um 
Eminem dropped his album called Kamikaze and what makes this album different for Eminem is that he basically calls out every single critic or anyone who's ever said anything about his music okay over like the last last year or something like that. and he's, hmm. you know he's calling out the industry and it was pretty interesting because he's literally is going he's going for and name dropping um other rappers political figures obviously Donald Trump and it makes and he's you know even like other media people and yeah. he made for an interesting he made for an interesting um listen as an album and mm. very very um he has got some good tracks on it but this kind of got me thinking that I don't want to be there reviewing um or saying bad things for happy time murders and they start defeating <laughs> yeah. and the puppets start being like fuck you <laughs> you know what I mean so it kind of got it kind of got me thinking about that but it, it's there's so much effort that goes into something and when it just flops and you think shit man like what, what can you do in it but yeah I can't recommend it yeah anyway so how many stars are you going to give it how many uh, oh man how many puppets <laughs> go on then how many puppets oh man like, literally like I think two and I think two of those are literally just for like, the craft that gone into puppeteering puppeteering yeah I think I'm going to go with one yeah there's yeah. that one for the like, I'll, I'll, it, it's not something that I would I would watch. Yeah. Again, and I don't think it's something that I would um, recommend to anybody. Yeah. And anybody I know, I don't think they would enjoy this film. Yeah. Like they will just think that it's really stupid, and it's something that is just on in the background, and it's on, and you don't really think if about it. If it's if it comes on Netflix, and you know you you got some whining to do, and you got a, you got something else you can watch on your phone, yeah, then I recommend it. Hmm. But yeah. even then, I wouldn't watch it. It's totally stupid. Yeah. Anyway, but I would watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You can get a hold of that. I'll definitely watch that. That's probably going to be an interesting film to watch now. See if it holds up. Yeah, I think it'll definitely hold up. Yeah. So what else did we? What else did we do this week, man? I think it was the last episode of um, Who Is America, isn't it? Oh yeah, that was good. Really enjoyed that as well. So that was um, a brand new show by Sacha, Sacha, Sasha, Sasha Cohen, Baron. Yeah, Sasha Cohen, Cohen Baron, Cohen Baron, Sasha Baron Cohen, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh my god, yeah. I've been saying his name wrong. So what have you been saying? I don't know. But Sasha, yeah, so I think we just call him Ali G. Yeah, we just call him Ali G in it. But that's been wicked. That's been a good. Um, that's been a good series in it. Yeah, I can't. As we were saying last episode as well. Um, I can't believe that he's getting away with it. I can't believe that people are still falling for his characters. But his new characters were crazy, like the yeah. using prosthetics, the makeup work they're doing on him. You know, you don't even look at him and think that it's um, it's. First of all, I, sometimes I don't even know how Ali G, Ali G or Sasha Baron Cohen even looks like. Yeah. Because I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him as as a, without all the get up, without all the makeup. Yeah. And I've only ever seen his characters. Mm-hmm. And this for me, like, I just think that the guy's like definitely one of the one of the greatest actors of our generation because he is obviously, you know, he's he's playing the fool in these real life scenarios and because he's playing the fool other other people feel that they can they can get in on the action and yeah. he reveals when he's when he's playing the fool and he's playing these characters and he's playing the fool then he reveals the disgusting nature of uh, other people other people that are political figures other people that are celebrities other people that yeah. are you know, CEOs but, or companies. But the thing is, yeah, that he's he tries it with like certain politicians and tries it with other ones. Yeah. When he tries it with politicians who are obviously clued up, 
they're trying to say to him no. But generally, the, right. the, the, yeah. the, 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 the ones who are... The Liberal Democrats, when he tries yeah. with them, they generally put him straight and they say that yeah. what you're saying is wrong. He's wrong, yeah. Yeah, but when he tries it with the um, the Conservatives... Yeah. The um, Then, they put yeah. They, they they always fall into the yeah the republic yeah, the public party and yeah. yeah they always fall into the whatever the he's party, saying yeah. and they end up saying something that they just make themselves look stupid don't they yeah but to the point where they um afterwards you know they they release statements on uh, social media or through newspapers saying that we were conned into this interview well yeah. he didn't actually force any other words into your mouth you yeah. said them freely yeah uh, you know that that means a lot that you know the fact that I think it's amazing how he also created three different characters that basically addressed issues. So you know you got um, Ali G, which addressed the issues of um, race. Hmm. Um, you know you got um, Bruno, which addressed the issues of it. Kind of obviously addressed the issues of uh, homosexuality and sexuality as well, and uh, obviously Borat. So which looks at uh, patriotism. Mm. And how you know foreigners are treated in, in in these different countries, and obviously at the same time, yes, he's addressing them. But at the same time, people will say that he he absolutely is mocking them as well. Mm. He is mocking these um these these characters that exist in society with these stereotypes, which is which is weird. But no, I think it's, I think it's crazy, mm. man. I think um I think all his all his back catalogue is on um, Channel Four uh, iPlayer or Channel Four Player. I definitely recommend it. But yeah, we got into that. Mm. So you want to say about that? I think I think it was a, it was it was definitely worth watching, and uh, there is like a cringe and comedic element to yeah. the show, and you do think that how can some of these people say some of this stuff? But like some people were saying that that his character, you know, the one where he plays uh, Barry, the guy who got out of prison, library. no, oh that guy, yeah, Truth so... Barry. So Truth Barry, yeah. so that guy is the um... the wounded veteran. The we okay, cool. So a lot of people were saying that they were, a lot of the politicians were saying they were interviewed by him. And the reason they did the interview was because they were respecting the fact that he was a injured veteran. Yeah. And that's why they were talking with him. Yeah. But I mean, there was other people who were from the other parties and they were talking to him as well. And they obviously can see that he's an injured veteran as well as yeah. playing that role. And they didn't fall into any of his BS in it. Well, look, I mean, I can see, okay, fair enough. The politicians saying, okay... Okay, we're going to talk to this guy because he's an injured veteran. Fair enough, but at the same time, you know, if that individual is saying something that hmm. I don't know, it's it's such a weird one because then if you're in that situation and but then it, do you do you do you correct the person? Or do you think okay, this this individual who's saying these things that don't make sense clearly yeah. he's got some sort of uh, mental health issues. Let's not address it. Let's just let's hmm. just go with it. But then. Yeah. I don't know, it's that thing where if you don't say anything, then you're just as bad as the person who's said something. Yeah. So it's it's such a hard one to call. But if you're in a, if you're a politician and a respected figure, you need to say something because mm. it's, your, it's your duty to yeah. speak out when someone says something that's not... This is very political, isn't it? This it's podcast. a very political podcast, yeah. So that dude that he plays was uh, Billy Wayne Roderick Jr., who's a far-right conspiracy theorist <laughs> and self-proclaimed citizen journalist. What the hell, man? Yeah. He's basically just hit the nail on the head with these characters, isn't it? Yeah. He's like literally going for... good, man. So he had like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven characters on What, in that new series? Yeah. Holy moly. Six. Yeah. So he's created like all these new characters. But now, like obviously he's must, he must have filmed like at least, I'm guessing, four seasons of Who's America. 
he would have had to he it? would have had to yeah because yeah. by the time if you didn't if you didn't want after either then he just yeah. would have not it just would have not worked he wouldn't work but yeah. whilst i've been watching on netflix i've been watching um which is pretty cool this show called ugly delicious yeah um and this is an amazing show so basically it's a um it's a show which is presented by award-winning chef uh, david chang and it's basically it's like a it's like a, it's it's his um journey to like different like culinary hotspots around the world and he looks at different types of foods and all that and the way the show where well, the way the show is um is done is it's amazing because he looks at how food is used to um to break down cultural barrier barriers and uh, tackle misconceptions hmm. and it's amazing when you start looking at the history behind certain foods it really opens your mind to like how the hell hmm. you know how foods and people and cultures and races all are interlinked and you wouldn't have thought so hmm. and that's a definitely a series that i recommend and this is something that because it's pretty action packed not action packed pretty packed with information yeah i definitely recommend watching these episodes like not being distracted by anything else and so far looking at the history between um for example like fried chicken and black people in america that's something i didn't really know about myself but watching that yeah. particular episode really opened my like eyes to the whole the connotations and the situation and the history behind that yeah so that i thought it was, was quite interesting show like it was um, i thought it was pretty good so like uh, what the guy was saying that i think what he was edging towards was that like food's obviously symbolic of geographical locations and people's um uh, uh cultural backgrounds yeah but he said that there's a lot of food which now is like literally they're just merging into one another yeah but it's all it's always good to know where certain dishes came originate from, from yeah. and like where the idea is but he the great thing as well is so the um the chef david um david chang he also talks about how you know like someone will say there's there's a particular dish here that belongs from this culture but he can look through his um his korean look through his cultural dishes and find something that's similar to that or matches that mm. exactly so it's just crazy how you know one culture's dishes for example the italian culture in america is fully accepted as the norm air quotes yeah whereas um chinese food or korean food is still seen as foreign yeah and it's not yeah apparently you know there's more chinese restaurants in america than all the mcdonald's kfc's and burger kings wendy's combined mm. Apparently that's the I didn't know that. And it's it's it, you know watching that show I was there like basically flicking through um trying to find Birmingham's best Chinese restaurants cuz like hmm. all those episodes you're watching you just feel like first of all you feel hungry and then you feel like you want to go hmm. and get something get some like nice food man but other than that man that's that's all I've been doing that's should we wrap it up week so what we're we doing uh, next week next week we got um we got a wedding Yep. So we've got a wedding for two or three days. Two or three days. That should be, be awesome. Um, I'm going to watch um, Adair Henry of Jump Rob, uh, the UK's first ethnically diverse improvisational theatre company. So Adair is going to be in a show and it's happening in Coventry and it's called Meet Me in the Ruins. And this is basically a new diverse dynamic piece of theatre, which is part of a festival called the Plumline Festival. Cool. And I'm looking forward to that. So that's on Thursday. On Thursday. On Thursday, right. yeah. So we're going to be in Coventry on Thursday. So that should be fun. That's good. Emails and tweets. Emails, tweets. Um, nothing. But I had some people say I'm listening to the podcast. That's good. So we got two new listeners. 
Okay. Which is just weird because that's all they said. Oh, and, right. and I'm I didn't listening add, to your podcast. I, yeah, and I, and I didn't ask them like no feedback. <laughs> yeah, because I thought okay, they're probably still listening to it. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bother asking them. Like, I thought it was, would it be like okay, cool, cool. Um, uh, so we've had no emails or tweets. Yeah. Outros. Um, outros. Uh, you can follow yeah. us on social media. We so, don't do stuff. And like... um, we, I'm independent because we're running out of time. Thanks for listening. Tune in, everybody. Bye. Bye.